Shoot of Rumble Lips today. I'm gonna be talking about the motherfucking Frogman, baby. <coughs> I already start the podcast off coughing. Oh no, man! This is Randora's box. These are the side side the sides episodes. Jameis fucking Creamus. You would think I would get it together before I even start to do the podcast, but uh, I didn't. But I did do some research a couple weeks ago about this fucking frogman. And, um, yo, the frogman shit is, uh, is wild. Uh, it's a Ohio cryptid story. Here we are in beautiful, perfect, way better than anywhere else, Cincinnati, Ohio. And this happened about 20 miles outside of Cincinnati. Uh, once in 1955 and twice in 1972. Um, in the wee hours of the morning in Claremont County, the Loveland Frogman was seen by three separate people, two of them cops, and we're going to delve into what it could be. If it's real, what do we think? Let's put up a fucking poll on the Instagram. My voice. Should I get a water? <clears throat> Should I get a damn water? Getting a water. Oh, yeah. There we go. I got me a little Barry LaCroix. Ah, yeah. Gaga. Um, okay. The Loveland Frogman. What's it all about? <laughs> I gotta stop doing this voice. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. If, if you, if you're not, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory if you're not up on, uh, cryptid zoology, crypt, crypto, crypto, cryptocurrency, cryptid, a cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. If you're not up on cryptozoology, it's like the, uh, you know, it's Bigfoot. It's it's uh, it's uh, the Mothman. It's the Jersey Devil. It's all all the things um, that people were like, I think that, and other people were like, I bet you did, Gerald. And then that, you know, forty years later, I'm over here like, is it real? It's probably um, the Loveland Frogman one is so funny to me. Sometimes you'll see me, I'm wearing that black hat. It's got a little green dot on it. That It's a Loveland Frogman hat. Um, I I like it because it's just Ohio, and it's so silly. Because the first one, uh, the first sighting, we can get right into it. The first sighting in 1955 was at about 3 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, somewhere like that. Um, and it's 1955, so you know, the, they're smoking on in hospitals and on airplanes and they're they're like you're a waitress well i'm a businessman so you're my wife now you know it's 1955 we go to the butcher for our meat and the milkman fucks my daughter <laughs> or whatever um, 
Uh, so a businessman's driving back. He's probably smoking four filterless cigarettes at once, and he's driving a car that weighs six million pounds, and he's flying, flying down, flying down a back road in, in Loveland, Ohio. And as he's driving up around the corner of the road, it's you know it's a dark night. There's you know there's no street lamps. Nobody rode by on their fucking. No, no, nobody rode by in their hot rod with flames painted on the side with their leather jackets and poodle skirts. So nobody lit the lamps. I don't know. That's not even right. You didn't light the lamps in these days. I confused. This is how fucking stupid I can be. For all the flashes of brilliance I had, I, I, I just confused people that used to light the lamps in the town square. Like back in the day where they're like, oh, I got bit by a rat, oh, dead. Those people, I just confused them with like greasers, with people that wore leather jackets and white t-shirts and rolled their cigarettes up in their pocket, in their arm sleeves, and girls with red lipstick and, and poofy hair and poodle skirts. I just confused those people with people that were like, hope I don't have to shovel me shit out of me kitchen again. That's who I confused with them. So I'm sorry. Let me take it again. And I'm not going to edit this out, but just know the entire time I'm taking it again, I'm pissed. I'm mad at myself for confusing it. Don't shake your heads. Please don't turn the podcast off. Continue to support rumble lips and these side episodes Randora's box, but I'm fucking taking it again and know that I am mad at myself. Okay. I'm going to do the story again. I do stand by the guy smoking four filterless Lucky Strikes, driving a car that weighs six million pounds. I do stand by that. 1955, Loveland, Ohio. It's about 3 a.m., 4 a.m. There's a businessman. He's driving a six million pound car. He's smoking four filterless Lucky Strikes. He's thinking about going home. His, His child bride better made him. His meat sandwich or whatever the fuck they ate in 1955. This is 1955 in Ohio. This isn't 1955 in the big city. This isn't guys walking around lighting the lanterns in the town square. Why is that in my head? Why is it in my head that they did that in 1955? It's not... I don't understand why I keep thinking about men lighting lanterns. This is soda jerks. This is fucking, this is, uh, this is going to the butcher. This is, how are you, Susan? This is cutting your grass with the spinny wheel thing. This is, this is fucking, your wife does the dishes all day, presumably. I mean, every time you watch those shows and anybody shows their wife in the 50s, they're either doing the dishes or smoking cigarettes or having a mental breakdown because their husband has showed them no physical attention in years since they had the baby. They're not lighting fucking lanterns, Ran. Jameis, Vaughn, fucking Weemus. It's 1955. It's Ohio. It's 3 a.m., 3 to 4 a.m. There's a businessman. He's driving. It's 1955. They don't have to light lanterns, Ran. He's driving on a dark Ohio road. It's dark because nobody lit the lanterns. I'm going to quit the podcast. I'm going to quit it. 
I'm going to stop doing it forever if I keep thinking in 1955 they lit goddamn lanterns. I'm going to stop it, and I'm going to leave, and I'm going to smash the soundboard, and I'm never going to talk again. Because now I can't think. Now I can't think right before 1960 they were lighting fucking lanterns when I know they weren't. Because they had electricity. You could call people on the phone and say, my husband hasn't touched me since the baby was born. Oh, here he comes. That's what 1955 was. I think everything looked like oil cans. People were drinking Coca-Cola. Nobody drank water. Everybody was talking about how the, the, you know, we got, we got, uh, we got a pool or whatever. I, you know. It has nothing to do with lighting the lanterns in the town square. I don't know why I'm hung up on this, but it's fucking pissing me off. I'm going to take it one more time. If lanterns pop into my head, there's going to be a nine-minute episode. 1955. Oh, my God. I immediately thought of somebody lighting a lantern on horseback. Take it. Take four, for fuck's sakes. 1955. The year of our Lord, 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning. There's a businessman driving a car. I'm not going to be descriptive about it. We know what kind of car he's driving. Here I go being descriptive. He's like driving around in one of those big, roundy, clunky, circle circle headlights that are electric. And he's driving around, and there's a song on that's like, Every time I see your eyes, that's the time I come home to you. Dibbity doop doop boo doop boop 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 boo doop boop 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 boo doop boop boo. Fireworks and cigarettes and my son and my spinny lawnmower thing. We haven't lit lanterns in the town square for over. A hundred years. So that's what he's listening to. He's driving around. And he's coming around this curve. It's dark because it's night. And that's the only reason why it's dark. And he sees three. Three. Three to four foot tall. Figures. Figs. Figgies next to a guardrail. Sees these three figures. And he's like, what? He's like, well, what in the hell am I looking at here, boss? And he sees it. And he kind of looks out the window. He slows down. He's like, what the hell is that? These kids out at night? I mean, it's 1955. They're probably up to no good. Probably wonder why nobody lit the lanterns. Damn it, ran. So he's looking at these three figures, and he's like, what are these? What is going on? Slows down, kind of puts the headlight on him. He notices these things, they look like frogs. (laughs) This guy's like, what is this, Big Frog Day in Loveland? So he doesn't know what the hell he's looking at, and he kind of slows down, and and, and they're on the berm of the woods right there on the road, and he's like, he, he's very perplexed. He, he thinks it might be a prank. So he gets up closer. This guy, 1955, what a fucking psychopath. He just gets up closer to three things that look, that have leathery skin and are hairless and have bug eye heads. And he's like, what the fuck are you? And uh, 
This man says, and it, it was never substantiated, but that one of them, as he got closer in his car, he said he creeped down to just idling up towards him. He could only see him shimmering in the moonlight, but he knew they were hairless, and he knew they had leathery skin. He said this all took place within a couple of seconds as he got up on these things. But one of the figures pulled out a wand, put it over its head. It shot sparks in the air like a firecracker. It didn't light no lanterns in the town square, but it did light up. I don't know why I would think in 1955 that you would have to light the street lamps when a goddamn frogman has a fucking light-up wand. I'm an idiot, and I'm sorry. Randora's box. I got too deep in the box. Now, now I'm bouncing off the goddamn corners. So he says this fucking hairless, three to four foot tall, 70 pound, which is a chode. That's a fat little nugget. Held up a wand and spark shot out. And guess what he did? Pooped his pants and drove away. So it's not like he saw these things and they were like, ah, a car. Instead, one was like, this motherfucker gets any closer, I'm going to cast a frog spell on him, dude. I'm going to make him get hungry for flies and, and have to sleep on a damn lily pad. If this motherfucker gets any closer, I'll tell you what, I'm going to put a frog spell on him. He's going to get a big, he's going to get a big uh, um, under chin and he's going to sing. Frog spell, he's going to jump high, he's going to be amphibious, his eyes are going to get big and round, and his, and his hair is going to fall out, and he's going to use his tongue to eat his dinner. So that businessman took off. He was like, fuck this, pooped his pants all the way home, told his wife, put the meat sandwich in the icebox, sweetie, I got a tail to regale. And that was it. That's the only part of the story uh, from this guy. Nobody followed up. You know, it was 1955. Nobody followed up. They were probably trying to figure out why the fucking street lamps weren't lit. Nobody was going to his house and being like, so what did you see? People were just like, oh, yeah. That's fucking crazy McGillicuddy over there. He thinks he saw a frog turn into a witch. There he is. He th he's one of the guys that's all frog wizard next to the road. All of these sightings are next to a road, which there's something to say about that. Is there? Maybe. So that was it, 1955. Nobody checked up on the business, man. Nobody was like, hey, are you all right? Uh, maybe you're smoking too many cigs. Maybe you need to eat a vegetable. Maybe you need to stop flying off the handle at your young wife. Maybe you got it. Maybe, you know, you're road weary, buddy. You saw a fucking one of the three frog people you saw on the side of the road had a wand like a wizard. Maybe you need to take a break. What is the job in 1955? Writing an ad about how women are stupid or something. Maybe you need to take a break at your job. Writing about how women are weaker than us. Maybe that's what you got to do. Because you, I think you're burning the candles at both ends. There, McGillicuddy. You saw fucking three frogs in the nighttime. And one of them had a, had a sparkle wand. Okay? You need to relax. Take a nap. Naps aren't for, naps aren't for invalids anymore. 
You can take a nap. It's 1955. Maybe you have a glass of water. That's what this is. It's because nobody drank water. Everybody always just, everybody just slamming Cokes and milkshakes and banging each other's necks. Is that what a necking is when you get in a car and you smash necks? People in 1955 used to make out like giraffes. All, hey, I'm all neck, baby. I'm the king of necking. You know how people now eat ass? Back in the day, they were like, eat ass. Bitch, I bash necks. <laughs> 17 years later, some shit like that, after the businessman, the necking king of Ohio, saw Sparkle Wand. And uh, shit his britches and drove all the way home and nobody checked on him. In 1972, at once again about 1 a.m., as all happens after, nothing good happens after midnight. Now, you go down to Loveland, nothing good happens after midnight. You're going to drive down. It's going to be dark as hell because ain't nobody lit the damn lanterns. And you're going to drive down the road and you might see a goddamn frog with a wand. All right? You stay in your house after midnight in Loveland, Ohio. 1972, 1 a.m., a police officer thought he was coming upon a dog. A dog that had been laying out by the road, maybe roadkill, something like that. He saw a shape off to the side of the road on the median. Except for this, he was kind of on an embank, up on top of an embankment um, where the guardrail separated from the embankment so everybody wouldn't drive their 600-pound cars or 600,000-pound cars over the edge of an embankment and sink almost immediately into a river. Uh, the Little Miami River was where the embankment was on. It was about 1 a.m. in 1972. He said he saw what he believed was a dog. Now, this is a police officer. This guy, he's got one of the only jobs that garnered any sort of respect in 1955 so he was a respected member of the community he's driving along he's like oh look a dog i should get it out of the road he puts his little cop light on it nobody had to light it it was electric put the cop light on it and he was like that don't look like no goddamn dog i ain't never seen um because once again it he said he saw leathery skin hairless and to him, it looked like a big lizard. And so he got out of his car, um, which, you know, at this point, when you're seeing stuff that might be the back of a goddamn demigorgon, you don't just get out of your car to investigate it. Those old jokes about how white people would be like, what was that noise? I'll go check it out. It is a very white person thing to You can't do that. Stay in your car. You're a police officer. If, if I was driving up on something and I was like, ugh, dead dog, and then I was like, ooh, that could be a big-ass lizard, I wouldn't stop my car and be like, I should see if it's okay. <laughs> so anyway, this dipshit gets out of his car. He's like, police! No, I don't know what he said. He gets out of his car, and he said it just stands up, and it's about three to four feet tall. This time, does it pull out a wand? No, it doesn't. It jumps over the guardrail. Make it a loud clanging noise. Said he, he thought it weighed over fifty pounds. So this fifty to, or this sixty to seventy pound thing about these three foot tall, four foot tall things, these little fat, fat little frog things in Loveland. I mean, years later in nineteen seventy two, he kind of described the same thing. No wand. They went wandless in seventy two. The frogmen. They said fuck the wands. 
We're 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 being too weird with the wands. People aren't people aren't into us with the wands. So yeah, the frogman jumped over the embankment and uh, he heard a splash in the water and it disappeared. So the officer, I didn't get his name. I'm sorry. The officer goes back um, and he tells everybody uh, what he just saw. And the other cops, you know, it's 1955. They're kind of fucking with him. I mean, you know, why wouldn't they? They'd be like, he's all hopped up on lidocaine or whatever drug. You know, so the, so the other cops are kind of fucking with him, telling him, he, you know, he's crazy. And and he's like, dude, I promise um, it jumped over the guardrail. So another cop went out. Kind of why the dude's while the dude is over there telling the story about the frogman. The other cops like, I want to see if I can see it. So he jams down there, and he puts his light on the the area of the the embankment and the guardrail. And he said there was noticeable scratches. He he saw no sign of the great beast, but he did see scratches on the guardrail. So he went back and he was like, No, that shit's real. We should look out for this. And so the other cops were kind of like, all right, whatever. Yeah, a frog man. Yeah, what else is what else is next? You going to tell me you're going to tell me you don't eat 3 meals of meat and bread a day? Is that the next? This is 1955, baby. You're going to be on lantern duty. Keep up making stories. But 2 weeks later, in 1972, 2 weeks later in 1972, Officer Matthews was driving along. Now, he knew his buddy, I forget the other cop's name, the guy who initially saw it, and then the other guy that drove back. He knew those guys, and, you know, he didn't really think anything of it. The story had kind of subsided. The cops weren't really talking about it anymore. This Officer Matthews guy, two weeks later, is driving. He looks over. He thinks he sees a damn dog on the same kind of stretch of road. It's over an embankment with a guardrail. And he goes, the fuck? So he pulls his gun because he remembers this guy's flim-flam story about it. So he pulls his gat. It's 72, baby. You can, you, you, can, you can be a cop that just pulls your gun out. I guess it's not really that different. But he pulls his gun out. He gets out of the car. And he says, get on the ground. It was already on the ground. No, he gets out, and he's like, what the fuck? And the thing stands up, like, bows up on him, stands up, and it's like, what's up, bitch? I do still have a wand if you want to fuck around. You better put that gun away. And the cop is like, the cop said he could see the deep wrinkles uh, in its head, on its frog-like head, where there was no hair, and he could see it shining. It was, like, wet. And he was like, this is a motherfucking frog man, dude. This officer Matthews. So he said the thing kind of like flexed on him, like it gave him the flinch, like the the like uh, the like freshman, like the flinch, like the high school flinch. Huh? What are you looking at, dork? You know, kind of something like that. So you know, using sound, normal mind and decision making, the cops shot it. Said he won it, hit it in like the hip area, probably grazed it, and the thing. Clanged over the guardrail, turned around, jumped over the guardrail, into the water, never to be seen again. And um, 
cop said he shot it. So he, Officer Matthews goes back. He's like, I shot it. And everybody was like, oh, yeah? Really? It's 1972. I grew up around here. So you mean to tell me Officer, let's call him Officer, uh, Officer Frogseer, saw him two weeks ago. Jumped over a guardrail. Then Theodore goes out there, sees some scratches on the guardrail. Two weeks later, a pay period later, you go out there and shoot the thing in its fucking hip, you will? Cool. So all the cops made fun of this guy so bad. Um, you know, putting frogs in his locker. All of this, all of the, I don't, I don't think they did that, but they, they made fun of this guy pretty bad. This officer Matthews to where he, um, he kind of dropped it. He was like, okay, I didn't shoot it, but he did shoot at something because he was missing a damn bullet. It's in a fucking frog. And so they messed with him pretty heavily. He kind of dropped it. The story didn't resurge until he was on his, uh, resurface, resurge, Resurface until uh, Officer Matthews was on his deathbed. Years later, in the 2000s, he was uh, on his deathbed. He was about to cash it in, and his whole family's around. And kind of in that area where they lived, um, the kids would be like, my grandpa is the one that shot the frogman. And people at high school would be like, oh, really? Is that why, since you've come to the school... And you knew how to talk. Everyone's been shoving your underwear up your own ass. Is that why? Because you go around telling all of us your grandpa shot a frog man. Is that why people stick your head in the toilet and flush your hair down the hole? Is that why? Okay, now we get it. Is that why nobody's ever taken your sister to a dance? Is because she tells people that the Loveland frog man was shot by the, your grandfather? Is that why? Is that why people put frogs in your car in the summertime? Is that why? Is that why you get pushed into ponds every time you're around one? Because your grandpa's the famed shooter of the Loveland Frogman? Hmm. So Officer Matthews is laying in his bed, dying. And he looks at his family right before he catches his chips. He's like, oh, I see a great light. And they're like, you can, yes. Yes, we love you. Thank you for being our father. And he's like, I love you guys, too. You're the greatest. They're like, we love you, Dad. You were the best dad. You know? Thank you, Grandpa. Thank you. I love you, kids. And these are my final words. I never shot the frog, man. I made it up. Uh, Dad. Dad. That's it. Dies. By the way, <coughs> I never, I never shot the frog man. I made it up because my friend said they saw it. Oh, uh, cool, Gramps. Thank you, Grandfather. What the fuck? I my 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 body has been physically changed in my asshole area from all the. Haynes tags that have been shoved up it because of this man and now right before he catches his chips he was like oh by the way my life was a lie hey if you're going to say that you shot a frog man and you never shot a frog man take it to your 
grave. Don't fucking. Just kidding. No. Take it to your grave, dude. That pisses me off. Take this shit to your damn grave. Don't ever in a million years. Guess what? Guess what? Didn't really happen. It's just wild that somebody would wait till your deathbed to just tell a whole family. See, like that man has probably looked at his son and his grandson and told the story like face to face, eye to eye. And just like right before he cashes out, you're like, oh, my grandfather was a fucking liar. (laughs) Oh, cool. Well, my grandpa lied to my family about this one particular interesting thing for uh, his entire life. Pretty cool. Thanks, Gramps. The most, uh, the most, uh, uh, the most uh, recent sighting of the Loveland Frogman, I believe. Let me look it up. I had it pulled up, but. Uh, I had it pulled up, but uh, I fucked up, and I, and I, the most recent sighting was in 2016, and this is from WCPO, uh, Channel 9 News, and uh, it, uh, this is the most recent one, in 2016, why is it taking so long to load this? Uh, I'm in Wi-Fi. I'm in a major American city. The fuck. Either way, I do remember what it was. Uh, some kid took a picture of it, and it is pretty cool. Um, the The picture looks pretty cool. Long ago in the 70s, men spoke of legendary creature inhabiting the Little Miami River. Now a couple playing Pokemon Go may have stumbled across the same creature, the Loveland Frogman. Um, yeah, two different police officers in 1972. I already told you guys about that. So, in 2016, Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend were playing Pokemon Go between Loveland and Madeira Road and Lake Isabella. Then, a night of fun turned into a chilling tale of horror. Can I tell you something? I bet this wasn't horrifying. I, I haven't read it, and I don't really remember. I do remember the Pokemon Go thing, but I bet it wasn't horrifying. I bet no frog pulled out a goddamn wizard wand and scared him with sparkles. Like in 1955. I mean, everybody lights the lanterns in the town square now. You can see shit clearly. So he took this picture. It's a pretty good picture. I'm going to actually use this picture as uh, for the uh, for the Randor's box thing. I'm going to use this picture um, just as the little cover art. We saw a huge frog near the water. (laughs) We saw a huge frog near the water, Jacobs wrote in an email. Oh, damn it, I thought he said it. Not in the game. This was an actual giant frog. Yeah, it wasn't a Bulbasaur. This fucker was real. Jacobs stopped playing Pokemon Go so he could document what he was seeing, snapping some photos and shooting a short video. 
Then the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs. I realize this sounds crazy, but I swear on my grandmother's grave. Oh, yeah? Did she shoot it in 1972, Jacobs? That this is the truth. The frog stood about four feet tall. Okay. When they when they returned Jacob's girlfriend home, her parents told them that the legend of the frogman. Uh, you grew up in Loveland. I think I think it's on your birth certificate. Look out for the frogman. So was it a legendary frogman or was it just a big frog? Jacobs wasn't sure. Either way, I've never seen anything like it, he concluded. Okay, so you're playing Pokemon Go with your girlfriend. You're not smashing your necks together like I, like I was hoping. And you see the Loveland Frogman. Is it real? Is it not? What do you guys think? Get in the Rumble Lips secret group. Randora's box. This episode was fun. I like doing the Loveland Frogman. I'm going to figure out another one to do about uh, for Randora's box. We did the Zodiac Killer and now the Loveland Frogman. I'm liking doing these. Um, thanks to everybody who listens. Please share the podcast. Um, tell your friends. Do the Instagram screenshot thing. I, I I got three of you guys doing it now. If I get five or six or ten, this is going to be wild. Because um, it really does help the analytics. If you want to donate to Rumble Lips, uh, you can donate to me personally on my Venmo or my PayPal. Just search Ran Barnaclo, R-A-N-B-A-R-N-A-C-L-O. Um, one's PayPal.me and the Venmo one I think is at Rand hyphen Barnaclo. I'm not sure. Dash? Whatever. Um, Because I'm not doing Patreon anymore. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you to Ohio Valley Beard Supply, Danny Gamble at Higher Level Art, Boomtown Biscania, Wisconsin, Hero Gym, and of course, Go Bananas Comedy Club. I I love you guys. Uh, Thanks for listening to Randora's Box. I think this was a fun episode. I'll talk to you on Rumble Lips, probably about carriage horses or fucking shooting stars. I have no idea. I love you guys. Me and Blake Hammond, uh, who's very funny, are in Nashville. Thursday through Sunday. So come check us out if you listen. I, I got a couple listeners in Nashville. If you hear this, Randora's Box episode of Rumble Lips, come check out me and Blake Hammond in Nashville. We will be, I'll just give the dates. I mean, I don't got to run out of here. Uh, for Nashville at 815 or August 15th, we'll be at the Southern Grist Brewery. Um, 816, we'll be at Punch Wines Comedy Hour. 817, we're doing a guest set for Brad Sativa at some other winery. And uh, at 818, uh, August 18th at Yazoo Brewery. And that's also at 8 o'clock. That's me and Blake Hammond. Uh, follow Rumble Lips on Instagram and follow me, Instagram, and follow me at Ram Barnaclo also on all social media. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. That's the Loveland Frogman, you bad bastards. (laughs) I'll talk to you next week.